It is the drive with Sam Piper, ESPN Radio 93.5. Derek Piper, Joey Wagner, Kyle Toss rolling on on a Friday when you've got to hit the drink button at some point. We will get you that. You want to do that now, Kyle? We can. All right, let's do so. Let's, uh, what are we cheers into? You got anything in mind, Wagner? Sleep. Yeah. Been a long week. Be a long day tomorrow. Cheers for the chance of getting some spotted cow and moon man tomorrow like on our trip up north. I like the idea of that. Cheers to Nick Allegretti joining the show. That was a good interview. Uh, I had a text from a buddy that said that was great stuff. I'm sure a lot of people out there appreciated it, so we can raise a toast to that one as well. We'll, I guess we'll we'll raise one to to Lante on the beach. I'm sure he's raised a few in the last few days. That doesn't sound like him. I don't think so. Yeah. Um, Kyle, you got anything to offer up? I don't know. I'm I'm boring today. <laughs> it's I'm one not, of your future I'm not quarterback, Caleb Williams. Ah, Caleb Williams. How about how about the Cody Bellinger being a Cub? Ah, that's a good one. Again. Yeah. All right. We got plenty of reasons. We don't have the drinks, but we'll allow the listeners to supply that one. So in the air, here's to Friday, here's to the weekend, here's to whatever you want to cheers to. Here's how we do it on the drive. Happy hour. I don't know if Marcus Damask is a guy. I don't know if he's a if he indulges in certain beverages. I don't know if he likes a good Moon Man or Spotted Cow. Being a Wisconsin native, wouldn't be surprising if he does. But <laughs> I think that him kicking back after a win against his home state Badgers, I'm sure, would be a, a nice sounding thing for him. I asked him about that. I don't think we'll play his audio today, but I do want to discuss that a little bit before we get to Brad Underwood it's always cool to see guys go back and play in their home area he's only an hour away from his hometown and and talked about he's got 14 tickets for tomorrow and that doesn't even count some of the other friends and and family who are buying their own but I think that number one we've we've been over this at times throughout the season the fact that Illinois pushed so hard for him in the portal Wisconsin was interested I asked him today flat out was were the Badgers after you in the portal? I was like, yeah, I talked to him, and we had some conversations. I know Notre Dame really wanted him, and uh, there, there were a couple of other schools that were, were looming there. But, man, for Illinois to get him, I know the flip side is A.J. Store, who I was doing my preview today, starting to work on it. I didn't realize A.J.'s, it must have slipped my mind, only a sophomore. Just one season at St. John wow. last year, right? Yeah, so he could, he could go back to Madison for a few if he wanted to. He could be a problem. It could be a it could big be an, problem. an issue for a while. And, of course, former Illini commit and a guy that's from the state of Illinois. But what do you think about that, Joe? I know that we usually like to, to go in talking angles before a certain game. It, this one writes itself if, if Damask dominates against the uh, against the Bucky Badgers and gets a win up in Madison. Yeah, that's a, that's a free one for us, right? <laughs> tomorrow's a write this up real quick, get on the road, home by eight. Free story tomorrow if he mm-hmm. does that. Um how was it? I wasn't at media day on the way back from Indianapolis. Did he do the veteran going to kind of dance around it? Or did he do the last year? Probably won't see, maybe won't see Wisconsin again this year. Just let it all, let it rip. How, how do you handle it? He danced around a little bit. He, he, he did the pros pro type of thing. Like he's like, ah, I don't mean more to, 
my family than it will to me in terms of just getting excited about I cannot wait until the video if they win the video that comes out and you know Marcus ah it's like okay I thought it was just going to be another game you know how it goes right, right? like oh yeah go in it's nothing you understand it but then there's a post game video that Illinois Productions puts out and everyone's throwing water on Marcus if that's what happens same story every time yeah like when Brad won at Maryland and I don't remember exactly what he said beforehand, but I don't think he tipped his hand. Is like, oh, we we got to get a win here. But then he gets it, and he's like, this one was personal and all this type of stuff. And they do the extra stomp in the locker room. And, like, I, I understand it. So I could totally see if Marcus downplays this one, but then after the game he he opens up a little bit more. What I haven't forgotten, but some people might have, not to say it, it was tipping his hand on maybe where he was going to go, but – this will be a surprise to some people. I'm sure it won't to you, Joey, but sometimes people before they go in the portal know where they're going to go. Is that right? Or have a good idea. So it's first I'm hearing of this. One interesting thing was Marcus Damask was at one of Wisconsin's NIT games last March. Was he just there like? He was there. It we wasn't a actual visit. I don't think he was in the portal yet, but people were starting to wonder like, hey, I wonder why this guy, kind of like when EJ Liddell showed up at the spring game one year, although obviously he had his buddy Keith Randolph, but yeah. it, it maybe it was something like that. He was visiting some friend or whatnot, but then you know how fans are, and I'll, I'll even sit here and not know all the, the details. Like, was he getting a look at the Badgers program because he wanted to go there? I don't know. Yeah, I, I should probably maps how far his hometown is. I saw it was about an hour. I mean, that's reasonable, right? I mean, maybe he had a couple friends from high school who went there. But it is, like, you you got to know. Like, if you're there, someone is going to spot you. Mm-hmm. All it takes is literally one single fan to be like, wait a minute, didn't that guy drop, like, 40 in high school in whatever game? And, like, you do a little, there he is, right? Um, yeah, I, I do remember that now that you mentioned that, that he was there. Then I remember Illinois – making no doubt about that he was their guy. In fact, I remember later in the week, maybe a Thursday or a Friday night, Derek, you reported um, on, on Line I Inquire that he was coming for an official visit and, and kind of had been quiet. And we're like, wait a minute, what now? Like, what what's going on here? And Illinois did not bat an eye. They, they did not blink about, hey, there's a kid from SIU. Brad Underwood, his coaching staff, believed in what they saw. They moved quickly before – other programs, Wisconsin. You imagine him running booty ball and at Notre Dame, uh, like that. They get a lot of credit for, yeah. for identifying him and and stopping Wisconsin in particular from really f- trying to guess that and, and see if they could get him. No doubt. Yeah, he was the first guy they brought in in the portal just that off season, as far as a visit goes. And I remember sharing that inquire. Not everybody was super psyched because it wasn't the sexiest name out there, but for the first one, right? I feel like, and we had talked about it at the time where it's like, had they gotten, you know, X or Y player before then it's like, yes, and you're yeah. going to, you know, cap it off with Marcus Domas. It would have been back flipping in the street. And I think if you could go back now with the benefit of what, you know, well, yeah, it, right. Like that's such a, an obvious statement, but like, that's just a credit to like, they, they get credit for that. They what get credit for get. not even hesitating a single bit about that and what he could be and what they wanted on offense and what they wanted to build this offense around. Yeah, and that's totally part of, I think, the evaluation of this season. Not only adapting the scheme to what you have and and getting a 
top offensive performance, but putting the pieces together that that fit and make sense, and the fact that Illinois isn't single dimensional, if that's even the right way of saying it, the fact that you know they don't do just one thing and you can take it away, like one like dimensional, one yeah, single one, <laughs> single malt. Give me one of those. I haven't been on the road in a while. Need one. I don't think I drink that. I just we drink whiskey diets and uh, some brewskis. But uh, anyways, I appreciate the the correction. Uh, <laughs> That Damas can, you know, can play through him in the booty ball. That you've you've been able to just maximize what he brings to the table, and getting him, getting Quincy, who I know hasn't played well of late, but still has been part of the formula to your success this year. Justin Harmon's had moments for sure, and uh, has made some big shots. And I know just a tough veteran guard. So uh, piecing that together in the portal, and then having it develop and just get to where it is now is a big testament to Brad for sure. Yeah. And it was, I feel like this all, like if I could go back and like one word to describe like their off season in terms of portal additions, like I deliberate is what comes to mind. Mm. Like they had been on Quincy Garrier for a decade that he's been in college now. Um, Coleman Hawkins made the joke. I don't know if I, <laughs> I think Quincy and I are cool enough for me to make that. I liked uh, it. Joke, but th- they were deliberate on him. They knew what they wanted. They had tried and tried and tried, and they finally get him. He was like Justin Harmon. They they knew what what they wanted. They went out and got him. Obviously, the big portal miss. Uh, but they were deliberate on Ray J. Dennis too. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like they they had a a vision for what they wanted in the soft season. They did a really good job of attacking that. And, and like you said, like Quincy Gary, as of late probably be harder to sell people on that now but he's he's had that stretch he had that double double stretch was unbelievable Justin Harmon huge shots like he has come up in big moments there's been inconsistency but he's come up with big moments probably leads the world in awkward middle of the paint runners yeah uh but they go in they don't really look pretty all the time but they're effective and those have been like when I think of him that is like I just see him coming from the corner and throwing in some runner in the middle and it goes in and his body's like basically upside down <laughs> but they work and they've been they've been at really key times if i'm an opponent i do not want to see justin Harmon driving from the left corner down the lane in a crunch time moment because he's made that shot that's going in 75 80 percent of the time that's io mid-range at this point yeah it's going in if yeah. it's under five minutes left and he's coming from that left corner he's going to put a little one-hander up and it, it's going to probably go in yep Another thought I've had, we're going to get to Brad Underwood here in a second. As far as the portal, just reflections on how we got here type of things, but there were some some breaks that went the other way, of course, for Illinois with Ray J. Dennis. For a long time, they thought they were going to get him. They didn't, and that didn't derail their season. They've still had a really, really good year. Would you take a point guard? Sure, absolutely, but you've still had, on the offensive end, that's aside from, it's not nearly the top of your issues right now. It's defense one, two, three, and four. Uh, but like, think about Indiana. Indiana wanted Dalton Connect, didn't get him, and look at the season that they've had. Michigan had Caleb Love, it didn't work out. Look at the season they've had. Maryland, Hunter Dickinson was their number one target, didn't get him. Look at the season they've had. So there are, and look, I know it's not a it's not a perfect one for one comparison because those other teams didn't have Terrence Shannon come back to their team. But then that is. A, that is something that Illinois went out and got in the portal the previous year. So, like, you know, they earned that. I was just thinking that, hey, you know, Ray J. Dennis losing that could have really defined Illinois' season. 
not saying that we won't have a moment here in this final stretch where it's like, man, late game, Illinois didn't have a point guard, they lost, and, and this is something that does fall back on the staff for not addressing, because that could still happen. That's still out there, but for them to be a projected four seed without a real point guard is is pretty impressive and something that has answered a lot of our questions that uh, that were there in the offseason. Yeah, I mean, exactly what you said is why people caution you to not put all or most of your eggs in one basket, right? Because if things go poorly, then you're stuck as a Michigan or an Indiana or to some degree Maryland. But yeah, I mean, the fact that that wasn't a total issue to this point, like that speaks a lot. I, I did want to go back to something you said earlier. You, you said like storylines, right? That's what we think about, right? We'll talk about it on the way up to Madison tomorrow. And outside of like the like the easy ones, the Domasco's back or, you know, whatever, it's going to be against Purdue or, or Iowa. Is there any storyline that you think trumps the defense at this moment in time? Like when we go up there, is there anything that you're like, I want to see this that is bigger than what, what is happening defensively? Are they going to do something to figure this out? No. There's like, I don't know that there's a second place in my brain right now. I don't think so either. And even if they would have won that Penn State game, course it got amplified when you give up 90 and you lose the game I still was going to be banging the drum and saying this is a huge red flag that Illinois is this bad defensively and it's only it hasn't gotten better because there have been different moments where we've sat there with Brad and he said was it after Michigan State where he's like we spent the last two days only practicing defense and I think they played better at home against Michigan of course no Doug B. Daniel and Michigan's a train wreck like, hey, maybe they took a step forward, but then they gave up 85 to Iowa and 97 to Minnesota. There's just been different points. 80 to a Maryland team that's not very good offensively at all. So there have been different points this past month where it's like, all right, we're addressing it. We're focused on it. It's our, it's our number one priority as we address our team, and it's still not getting fixed. Month of February, they were 270th in defense. Yeah, that ain't going to cut it. That's the worst of any team that's projecting I say it's not the tournament. Cut it, but it's cut it, right? I mean, they, they've won. But you, yeah. that, like if you look at something, whenever, if they lose, well, at the point they lose in the tournament, assuming, you know, assuming they lose at some point in the tournament, I feel like it's, I'm right now today would be hard-pressed to say that reason isn't defense. Right. Right. No, absolutely. Now, could they be Miami of last year and just completely outscore everybody? They could. They could, but... Yes, that's another thing, though, as I mentioned earlier, this version of Illinois, this this elite, borderline, if not their special offense with a just horrendous defense of late, how does that work against tournament-caliber teams? The mm -hmm. fact that they've only beaten one tournament team in the last 11 games the last since Shannon come back, came back, I want to learn more. I want to see what it looks like against Wisconsin. I want to see what it looks like against a one seed in Purdue. I want to see what it looks like in the Big Ten tournament. If you face another, you get another shot at Wisconsin, or you play Northwestern again, can you slow down Bowie? Iowa's a really good offense, so on the road against it, that's that's things that uh, I'll be focused on. But defensive improvement to me is go the, the presence of it or the lack thereof is going to say everything to me about the tournament. Again, it's not going to – there's no – there's no surefire formula for what what will determine, okay, if they don't get to this mark on defense, they won't they absolutely won't get to the sweet sixteen. Or if they have this offense, they'll for sure get to this spot. There it's it's all up in the air and it depends on matchups. It depends on what team shows up on a given day. But the 
the history says that if you're not a solid to really good defensive team, you're more likely to get bounced. I know that's kind of just common common uh, logic, but yeah. When did you guys first start having concerns defense? Like real, actual, oh boy. Like to me, Northwestern on the road yeah, Northwestern. was the game that – now they hit some tough shots, and you could say the same for Minnesota. You got to ask why. Like I, I don't think Minnesota would shoot like that if Illinois played them tomorrow. Right, but they did in that game, and there's probably some reason. There definitely is some reason they were able to get some of those clean looks. That Northwestern game was kind of like, oh, is this going to be a trend? And it was, but that was kind of the first on the radar. Uh oh, for yep. me defensively. Yeah, I agree with that. I know you go all the way back, third game of the year against Marquette, and Tyler Kolick on a bum ankle sliced and diced you. But I, you look back on the schedule and see 71-64. Remember when Illinois' defense was only getting up 71? <laughs> it's hard to remember that. <laughs> I guess. Like you talked about predictions for tomorrow, and I thought, why would I predict anything less than both team in the 80s at right. this point in time? I know. Like, you can't do that. And, like, it's, it's – here's, a, I think, the thing that I – I don't know about you guys, but I've struggled to, I don't know if reconcile with or just understand it's, it's for years. I mean, Derek, you've covered every year of Brad Underwood's tenure. I've covered every year but one. It's been, I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but it's really not that far off. It's like, hey, how are you going to win when the ball doesn't go in? It's, it's defense. It's, you know, you got to win on the road like that. Dive on the ball or ground for loose balls. Hit the glass and defend, defend, defend. And this year they're not. Now, that coincides with an awesome offense that it could win them games. They could put them on a really big heater. But it's just I've heard this so many times. It's like ingrained in my brain, and now you're kind of hearing and seeing maybe a little bit of a different, at least in press conferences, the way that we interact with them, a little bit of a different tone. I don't know if that's fair or if it's something you've observed too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think that this chance here uh, to – I know you've mentioned it as far as Marcus DeMass bringing up there is no next year. I think the, the urgency around this team is is notable uh, that, you know, you're not going to have Coleman next year. You're not going to have Terrence. You're not going to have Marcus and whatnot. But uh, I, this is still a very confident team. Now, they aren't going to the podium and saying, I think we can be the best defensive team in the country uh, anymore. But uh, I think they get the sense of this. That is, was a conversation earlier, wasn't earlier it? Earlier in the year. Yeah, yeah boy. Yes. You want to bury those, bury those deep in the ground. Oh my um, gosh, I forgot all about that. They were touting that more than the offensive side, like, and we all projected. I think for the most part, I know that Jeremy and I, especially when we get really kind of made our season predictions, and we we're talking, hey, would Illinois be in a bunch of rock fights potentially? Yes, we still knew. You know, Damask was a talented scorer. Shannon really talented, had some some talented pieces, but just wondered how it would fit. But yeah, now you're just this scoring machine that defensively is just not having it going, but I want to, but you mentioned the urgency, right? And there's no next year. And I'm not saying it's a switch because I, I don't think it, I think there's a lot of defensive issues and they're, they're struggling to, in some, in a lot of ways defensively, but if they flip that against Purdue and they mm -hmm. started defending with that urgency with like, we know there, there's a reason we thought they were going to be this good defensively. Right. It's like, do you think that is, at some level, I don't think that's best defense in the country level, but at some level, there's a leap that, that when things really get back against the wall and, and that postseason push that they can take some inc 
from 270, some mm-hmm. incremental step up into that 55 neighborhood in terms of just what we see i test it and you can run torvik to you know get the dates there right it's possible i i do think that there are some significant flaws that you're probably not going to clean up especially if you're going to continue to play that you're schematically playing and look you've got three three games left in the regular season i don't know how much brad underwood's changing in terms of what they're doing but we've talked a lot about coleman playing deep and drop and his ability or inability to contest shots at the rim. We know that he can get back down one-on-one, and uh, that's something that he's just not a rim protector. You don't have a lot of physicality at the five when, when he's there. I, he obviously has different strengths. Uh, getting beat off the dribble is something that Illinois should be better at guarding. Like Ty Rogers is athletic enough, I think. Well, not the quickest guy if he's going to check a point guard, but should be able to hold his own better than he has. Uh, Justin Harmon, I think, has been – average on the whole maybe defensively he's had moments where he's been definitely below that um other times late against minnesota i thought he was pretty good but terrence has been great quincy can be pretty good defensively over the last month i'd say he's been pretty bad defensively so there's room to get better i don't know that illinois will can they be an average defensive team they should be based on you know on paper or just physical makeup or whatever you want to talk about but Beyond that, I, yeah, I don't know. they just have some real questions. I think people have picked on the fact that they have some weaknesses. They can, if anyone wants to switch, let's hunt out Luke Goody. Let's hunt out Marcus Damask. Let's, they don't want to double-team the post. Let's hammer it inside against Coleman Hawkins. If they want to go over the top of ball screens, let's ball screen the heck out of them to death, and Coleman's going to play so far in the paint that you're going to have just wide-open space from 18 feet and in. It's like, there are some things that Illinois is just giving up that part schematics, part roster flaw I don't know that how much that gets better yeah I'm with you and then I think on the other side of the if you want to go a little sunnier on a Friday like an average defense with this offense look out yes like look out if, if they can, anybody if they can get to average defensively like that is that is like you step back a little bit when, when you think about that because this offense can go like this offense can and will go these defense man like the just get to average. Just get to average, and you can do something. I just don't know how, how in the cards that is right now. I want to circle back to that before we end out the show. We do got to catch a break. We're going to play some Brad Underwood. We were meaning to play here in this first segment. We got into a good conversation, so I'm not too mad that we uh, we just rolled with it. So uh, before we hit this break, let me do some work. Let me tell you about Busey. Refresh, renew, restore your home. To start, focus on high-impact projects that will give you the most return. Entryways, outdoor spaces, high-traffic rooms like the kitchen. These quick and budget-friendly homes refresh, refreshes, I should say, could help you ditch those lingering winter doldrums and help you spring into a whole new relationship with your home. Take a tip from Mother Nature and turn up the color may not be able to turn the grass green quite yet, but you can certainly add color to your decor. A fresh cone of paint and a crisp color on your front door can be a beautiful wake-up call to your home. Freshen up your outdoor area. As the weather warms up, we are drawn to the outdoors. Having a fresh space will only add to the enticement. And cook up a serene space in your kitchen. Counters tend to collect clutter. Take a minute to minimize the mess, shredding your junk mail, removing stray rubber bands and whatnot. Whether your home refresh is as simple as decluttering and updating or whether you need a contractor, Busey's team can help you get started. 
with a home equity loan or a line of, of credit. Visit Busey Loan Professionals at one of their mean, many convenient location branches or learn more at Busey.com. Busey, member FDIC. Since Busey Bank first opened our doors in 1868, we have built upon a tradition of close relationships and broad financial capabilities. Our experienced team provides the highest level of personalized service to ensure we accomplish your goals, simplifying your wealth management and business lending needs, and ensuring a legacy for generations. Building business, growing wealth since 1868. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. Member FDIC. Introducing Logic Coworking, where productivity meets comfort. Elevate your work experience at the best coworker facility in the area. With state-of-the-art amenities, high-speed internet, and a vibrant community, Logic Coworking is your ideal workplace. Enjoy flexible plans, ergonomic workspaces, and collaborative environments. Your perfect workspace is waiting for you, because at Logic Coworking, they're not just coworkers, they're collaborators. Visit logic.work for details. Hi, I'm Tyler Weaver, president of Carpet Weaver's Flooring and Furniture Gallery. Take a look around your home. Is it finally ready for some much-needed updates? If you don't know where to start, then just meet with one of our experts. We'll help you find the perfect waterproof plank floor for your kitchen or that stain-resistant, super-soft carpet for your bedroom. Finish your room update with a custom sofa and chairs or choose a trendy in-stock dining set that's priced right. Come home to Carpet Weavers, where floors, furniture, and family meet. By now, you've all heard the expression, when you turn the key and the car won't run, call 367-9481 for PDR Automotive. They are what's best for your truck or car. They are PDR. But who are they? They, the PDR staff, understand that a name is only as good as the people that represent it. The PDR staff has more than 335 years of combined automotive experience, several employees now on staff for more than 25 years. PDR, more than just a name. Family owned and operated, now celebrating over 50 years in business. Are you tired of shivering in the winter? Look no further than your local heroes at ABC Heating and Air Conditioning. Hi, this is Gina inviting you to give us a call at 217-352-5400 to book your appointment to make sure your furnace is run safely and efficiently this winter. We've been proudly locally owned and operated and have been serving our community for over 50 years. ABC, always be comfortable. Call me 217-352-5400 to book your appointment today or go to abcheatingandac.com. Make a difference in your community and start a rewarding career when you join the Regional Planning Commission's Early Childhood Education Team. The RPC will be interviewing for open positions within the program during a hiring event Thursday, March 7th at 1603 East Mumford Drive in Urbana. The event runs from 9 a.m. to noon. Attendees are encouraged to bring their resumes and references. It's a hiring event for early childhood education. March 7th from 9 a.m. to noon, 1603 East Mumford Drive in Urbana. Learn more at CCRPC. Hey, where are you headed? To Kelsey Furniture in Tuscola. What do they have there? What don't they have there? Living room furniture, benches, chests, love seats, sectionals, tables, bedroom sets, hutches, nightstands, end tables, cabinets, mirrors, stools, clocks, lamps, pillows, rugs, desks, media consoles, patio furniture, Tempur-Pedic mattresses, and more. So, everything. Yeah, probably could have uh, just said that. Kelsey Furniture, quality for less. 
BMW, Buick, GMC, Honda, and Subaru. Welcome to Sarah Champagne. We can handle all your car repairs on site, including paintless dent repair, bumpers, windshields, everything in between. We have an amazing selection of new or pre-owned vehicles to choose from. Shop from home and buy online or reserve your vehicle before it hits our website or dealership. Sarah Champagne is home of the Sarah One Price Promise, delivering an honest and transparent buying experience. Hurry in or shop online at sarahchampagne.com. It's uh, March. We've got a very, very good Wisconsin team tomorrow. Uh, a team that is uh, very gifted offensively. They're very old. Uh, they've added a nice piece, an AJ store uh, to them in terms of their their ability to play um, offensively. But you know, it seems like the same cast of characters that have been there for a long time. Uh, coming off a game that um, was very unique, um, I think, in the fact that. Um, you look at it defensively, both teams made a lot of really hard shots. And, uh, uh, you know, we had a nice stretch defensively where we kind of turned it up and, and got some stops. Uh, you know, get that thing up to 14 or so. And, uh, but, uh, you know, Minnesota played great. Uh, and we just uh, uh, happened to be clicking on all cylinders. So, uh, Wisconsin's a very good offensive team. They're right there, the same caliber with us and Purdue. and. You know, they've, they've been uh, uh, very good on that end of the court. So don't expect anything other than a good hard-fought win. And Wisconsin is typical Wisconsin. And, and don't turn it over, and you have to go beat them. They're not going to lose. You have to beat them. You guys have been number one OER over the last two months. I know at Oklahoma State you had that for the entire season. You're doing it different ways, but are there any similarities, maybe in terms of just confidence as a coach that you can go get one? Yeah, I you know I think that we we you know we've always tried to be that team. You know I think it's an exciting way to play. I think kids want to play that way. You know uh, players enjoy the pace, the tempo, uh, the under seven. Uh, the other night was a little bit unique, and it was a pretty low possession game. You know Minnesota runs a set, uh, plays a little deeper in the clock uh, than a lot of teams do, uh, but uh, uh, we've always tried to play that way and. You know, we probably have the, the premier player in the country in transition, Terrence. Um, and then, uh, you know, a little bit different than at Oklahoma State when we had, uh, this year we have a pick and pop five who can, who can really, really shoot it. And, um, you know, my teams at Oklahoma State have pick and pop fives. And uh, it's really hard to guard. It, it creates great spacing. Um, but, um, yeah, I think it's, it's uh, you know, I'm confident on that side. Um, you know, we've been, you know, pretty solid at, at different times defensively as well. So, but, uh, you know, I think it's, uh, uh, this group is, is confident on that side. You can't control it every night, but I, I like, I love the quality of shots we're getting and I love the fact we're not turning the ball over. I mean, what's made it so easy for Terrence to be integrated into that booty ball or that kind of style and the principles you guys run offensively? You know, Terrence just kind of lets the game come to him. Terrence doesn't, um, uh, he doesn't press. Um, you know, he's really, really worked hard on his game, um, taking players one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, I think we've seen him grow, as Io did, uh, in particular Trent, uh, in that area where, he's, where he can beat people off the bounce, get to a mid-range pull-up, get a three when he needs one. Uh, and he has that ability. Um, you know, that separates him from a lot of other you know, from a lot of other guys. 
but um, you know he's uh, we don't put him in a ton of actions, but he's very gotten very good at just playing the game and playing off Marcus or Ty or Coleman, whoever's in that in those actions. So uh, just maturity and age and, and and a lot of hard work. What can starting with Wisconsin with this last stretch of three games that maybe think before the season was going to be tough. Um, just maybe mean for this team as you get towards Big Ten tournament, NCAA tournament. Well, yeah, you look you look at stretches. You know, when the conference schedule comes out, you look at games, and, and you don't you don't know how the season's going to play out and how teams are. You know, when there was a stretch early in the year, you look at it and you go, oh, you know, where do we, where do you find one? And and uh, you know, and then you know you're going to. Uh, you know, end the season with with Wisconsin, Purdue, and you know Purdue has, has probably been the one given uh, since the jump. You know, where everybody knew, okay, they're they're going to be pretty good. And, um, but uh, you know, Wisconsin's had a, had a great great year. Uh, Iowa's rounding into form. You know, anytime it's Illinois, Iowa, it's going to be a good game. And and um, so it's it's uh, there's a lot of stretches throughout the season that you look at and you just. You know, kind of nod your head, and go. It's going to be tough. Well, now that you're up on this, it's tough, and they're all tough. And uh, you know, not to downplay Minnesota, but we knew that was going to be a, a a hard game. They're good. They're all their metrics play into the top 25 here in the last month, six weeks. So uh, it's just here. It's you know, they're all quad one games, and you know, it's the hand we're we're dealt. So we go we go play the cards. Because as you've made. Made it through what twenty eight games, and you know, for the most part, have found a way to, to get one. Just eat. Where, where do you kind of feel about this team as you know, they've got three opportunities for big ones? To yeah, I feel one. great. I you know it's 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 been an uneasy season. You know, from the standpoint that that there's been there's been hasn't been without distraction. For, you know, and, and it hasn't been without uh, injuries to a couple of key guys who I feel like would be playing a good amount. Amani and, and Nico. Uh, we've had to, to weather that. We've had to, guys have had to log more minutes. Uh, we've had to, you know, kind of a abrupt change in how we were playing early compared to what we're doing now on the offensive side, and, and you know that's impacted Dane at a, at a certain level. Uh, so it, it's been uh, not without change and, and 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 some speed bumps along the way, but. It shows the maturity of this group, and they've persevered, and and, uh, and we found a way. Is there some more comfort in March knowing you have an older team? Like, they understand what to expect, quad yeah. three. They know that there's opportunity ahead here, right, seed lines, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Is that for you? Yeah. Fair? Yeah, that's very fair. And, you know, I, th- I go back to the, the Penn State game, and I should probably leave that game alone. Yeah. But, you know, last year I would have had to beat that one up pretty good, you know, with them. And this year we didn't talk about it. They know, and they know how to prepare, and there's moments there, and, and you don't feel like you have to to be the, the guiding light as much because, you know, we've got guys who've, who've been in those moments, and, uh, you know, we talk about throughout the course of the year, you know, you come to this place to play in big games and to try to have the opportunity to cut down nets, wear rings, and, and, and go to the NCAA tournament. And, um, that's what all the work's for, and it's, it's, it's now – you know, we're not dreading it and looking forward to the season being over. We're excited and looking forward to the opportunity. How much have you seen Wisconsin be a style program, right? Like they just play a certain style. You know what they are. 
Is that true in this year from your estimation? And, and is that good or bad playing a team when you know what they're going to do? You know, A.J. gives them a different dimension than that they've had. But, again, they've still got the uh, black ball off the bench. You know, they, they, they've got uh, – they're more athletic with A.J. A.J.'s a special athlete. Um, but, uh, you know, and he's kind of got the green light to, to shoot it whenever he's – you know, he gets up 15 or 16. They're playing a little bit faster. And I say that, uh, you know, it's still hard to get to a game with 70 possessions with them. And – you know what they're going to do defensively, and uh, there's a lot of really familiar faces still in that lineup. And and uh, you know Wisconsin's uh, Greg's been ultra successful there, um, and this year's no different. And your ball screen stuff defensively, how have you evaluated Coleman? Of course, he's been in that a lot more this year as a, as a five man. What have you seen with him? Is the numbers are terrific. Um, you know, we haven't given up a whole lot. We gave up one or two, I think, to Pharrell. Um, but, you know, we haven't we've given up very, very little to uh, rollers, uh, which has been, uh, you know, a key. And, again, a tribute to, to Coleman. Coleman's extremely smart in those situations. Uh, you know, when we have got in trouble, we've been clipped in a screen. Um, and, um, you know, Having Terrence on the ball in, the, in a lot of those situations, Garden primary guys has helped a bunch. Um, but uh, we're still forcing teams into the kind of shots that we want. Um, you know, Minnesota heard us the other night with, you know, they made nine off the bounce threes. And, um, you know, we laid on a couple screens um, and, and they got them off and made them. But uh, again, we're still gonna live with teams having to shoot those. Those are really, really hard shots. I mean, defensively to maybe force the teams in, I mean, you're still limiting threes, forcing tough twos, but I don't know, is there a frustration when like they just keep going in? I mean, because you're doing all the right things, but the, you're not getting the results. It's, I, you, you get, I get frustrated because I want to play the perfect game, and I want every possession to be a stop, and I want to win every battle. And, 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 but you also understand that we've got really good players, and I think we've seen a uh, a shift in the Big Ten. I think we got really good offensive teams. Really, really good offensive teams. I think we have really, really good guards in this league. Uh, we have guards who can make hard shots. Um, and, uh, you know, maybe it's not as much a post-up league uh, as it has been in the past years. So, um, you know, analytically, we break down after every game. We just did a deep dive into this one. I mean, we're still Forcing the shots we want to shoot, we're, we're, they're the least effective shots uh, in the game. Uh, we're taking away threes. We're, um, you know, our challenge rate is really, really good. Sometimes teams just make them, and fortunately for us, we're doing the same thing on the other end. So it's, it's, um, you know, I still think we're gonna we're gonna grow here and, and take another step on that side. But uh, uh, I like the shots we're forcing teams into, and we're not fouling. Marcus going back home, so to speak. Uh, what do you see out of guys when they get that opportunity to go back home, have a lot of family? Yeah, usually there's a little, little different edge. Um, there's no doubt. I think you know we saw that a little bit with Dane playing Minnesota, playing homeschool, and uh, uh, I always like that. I think that's a that's a it's a neat experience uh, for them, and and uh, you know he's experienced enough that he's not gonna uh, you know get make it any more than it is. But, uh, you know, they play with a little different, maybe mental focus and edge. And, uh, you know, Marcus' dad, very successful high school coach there. And, and 
uh, you know, a lot of contact, so it'll be a fun game for him. For choosing two men in a truck. How may I help you? Hey, we're moving and I have a strange situation here. We need to be out of our house by 10 a.m., but our closing on the new house isn't until 1 p.m. Is that something you guys do? That's not strange at all. Two men in a truck has completed over 9 million moves. We have a solution for that. Not sure how your move is going to work? Go to twomeninatruck.com to start your free estimate. Twomeninatruck.com. Bet like the pros with the world's largest sports book right at your fingertips. Circus Sports is now available in Illinois. Hi, I'm Derek Stevens. I've been a lifelong sports better, and I'm the owner of Circus Sports. We're excited that the Circus Sports app is now ready for action. Experience big app bets with high betting limits, tight money line splits, and more. Now you can download, fund, and bet like a pro from anywhere in Illinois. Download your new bookie today at CircusSports.com. If you or somebody you know may have a problem with gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER or text ILGAMB to 833-234. Make a difference in your community and start a rewarding career when you join the Regional Planning Commission Early Childhood Education Team. The RPC will be interviewing for open positions within the program during a hiring event Thursday, April 4th at 103 South Country Fair Drive in Champaign. The event runs from 9 a.m. to noon. Attendees are encouraged to bring their resumes and references. Don't miss this hiring event for the Early Childhood Education Program April 4th from 9 to noon at 103 South Country Fair Drive in Champaign. Learn more at ccrpc.org. A tradition of excellence over 150 years in the making. At Busey Bank, we're committed to building relationships that span generations. Wherever your journey in life leads you, we are with you along the way, creating a legacy for you and your family. Busey Bank, building business, growing wealth since 1868, proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. Member FDIC. So when was the last time you saw a best deal guarantee? You mean a promise that actually held up? Right. That some unknown online entity didn't want you to log in and download a code and then re-verify as you join some club. Drives you nuts, I know. And then once you purchase that set of steak knives. Well, Dick Van Dyke Appliance World is a lot simpler. You find a verified great deal and they beat it. Just show them the deal you saw. A newspaper clipping or the online cart price will do, and then you're good. At Dick Van Dyke Appliance World, it's one of those instances where you see a best deal guarantee and... You get the best deal. This is Dennis Rekin, chairman of Dick Van Dyke Appliance World. Our exclusive 10-year protection plan comes free with most appliance purchases. Whether it's a GE, Whirlpool, Frigidaire, Bosch, or any of our 30 brands, I guarantee we will beat any competitor's deal. Wow! Dick Van Dyke Hi, this is Amanda Jean, the founder and planner of Inspire Your Wedding and Events. After the big yes, are you daydreaming about the big I do? Join us for premier, interactive, immersive, inspirational wedding showcase to bring together vendors and couples from all over central Illinois for your big day. Come away with ideas and vendors that will make your wedding one of the most inspiring days of your life. Save the date on Saturday, March 23rd at the historical and unforgettable Orpheum in downtown Champaign. For complete details, visit inspireyour.com. That's inspireyour.com. 
When you make the right decision, it feels good, like picking the perfect accent rug or choosing a good night's sleep over an all-night crime show binge. It feels really good to make the right insurance decision, too. That's why State Farm agent Kurt Lenschow is right here in Champaign-Urbana to help you select the right protection at the right price. Kurt will make sure you understand your State Farm coverages so you'll know what to expect if the unexpected happens. Just call him when you want the real deal. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. At Pards in Urbana, the boots just keep on coming. They're known for their huge collection of men's cowboy boots, women's cowgirl boots, kids' boots, and even shoes. If you're searching for top footwear brands, look no further than Pards. They carry a wide variety, including Ariat, Dan Post, Smoky Mountain, Roper, Double H, and more. And if socks or accessories are what you need, they've got all your high-quality essentials. Since 1968, Pards has been serving their customers with high-quality merchandise. And if you haven't been to Pards in a while, a lot has changed. Go check them out just off University Avenue in Urbana. Finishing up on the drive with Sam Piper, ESPN Radio 93.5. You heard from Brad Underwood getting ready for a big one in Madison, Illinois against Wisconsin. I mentioned this earlier in the show, but Illinois currently a two-and-a-half-point underdog. Is that surprising to you guys going to Wisconsin or no? Yeah. Just because of the way Wisconsin has looked over the last three weeks to a month and the way Illinois looked offensively. For the last three weeks to a month. Kyle? A little surprised. I don't, I'm not all that surprised Wisconsin's favored. I feel like in all these lines this year, home court's been baked in so much. Mm-hmm. You look at the Big Ten home numbers, they're pretty stark, but I don't know. I thought maybe a pick or something. Yeah, I know Ken Palm has a Wisconsin by one. I figured usually you can bet on it aligning with what Ken Palm says. It does feel like Wisconsin's due for a, a little bit of an awakening. But I would still, recent form with the way that they've been struggling and the way that Illinois is playing. I haven't made my actual prediction yet. I'm going to do it before we get out of here. But I'm leaning Illinois. Yeah, I am too. To Kyle's point about how the, the home road is baked in, Illinois and Purdue are the only two teams in the Big Ten that are 500 or better in conference road games this year. Illinois 4-4, four and four, Purdue 6-3, and three, got a bunch of – Three and six teams, Northwestern, Wisconsin, Iowa, uh, way down there, Maryland. Otherwise, it is. It's tough to come by. Mm. Big Ten road wins. It's a great call. We're going to get you our predictions, final thoughts here on Illinois and Wisconsin. I want to hear from you on the U of I Landing text line, 217-359-2255. Who are you picking for tomorrow? What do you think as far as a score, matchup that you're looking for? Let's get that before the show ends here. Another thing that I wanted to get to, though, to transition back to the football side, Joey, we started the show off talking NFL Combine. You were there today. Uh, I know a, a big part of your trip was to get a chance to talk to Isaiah Williams. I want to play a clip from him, but just as you what, – what did you go in wanting to, to discuss with Isaiah? What was big for you to, to hit on with him? And uh, I know you mentioned there during the break that he'll have his testing tomorrow. Yeah, I think in, as far as testing, I think – speed what's that 40 number going to be for a guy who's we know he's quick we know he's shifty how straight line fast is he Uh, but also we haven't talked to him since he declared and he could have come back for a sixth year 
I have to imagine he would have done pretty well financially had he gone that route uh, as a face of the program, one of the top returning wide receivers, the top returning wide receiver with Mar- Marvin Harrison Jr. gone in the Big Ten. Uh, so I wanted to get a feel for why he left, what, what was important for him in that decision-making. I thought his answer, as everything is with Isaiah Williams, was really, really good. And let's get to that right now, courtesy of – this is audio, I believe, from WCIA, but Jer- uh, Joey over there and uh, – in Indy and a handful of other reporters reporting on the scene, Isaiah Williams, former Illini, and getting ready to be drafted in the NFL draft. Yeah, it was a, it was a little thought to come back for another year. Um, the biggest thing it was, was like, do I feel like I did everything I could to put myself in the best opportunity possible? And I felt like, yes. I felt like every single year I got better, still getting better, only been playing receiver for three, three years. Um, and I was just like, I'm going to bet on myself. I'm going to go to the East-West and show them why I'm a great football player and compete against the best. Now I'm going to come to the combine, compete again, and I'm going to kill the interview process. Like, I'm going to kill everything. Um, and that was just my mindset going into it, knowing, like, um, a lot of guys got me as a later-round guy. Like, I'm not the top guy, but I'm okay with that. I'm cool with that. Um, I got no problem with being that guy and just um, showing people that I could ball and I could play football. And it was it was a lot of thought because at the end of the day, you might have people that say don't make a decision based on NIL, but it's a real thing. So it's something that like I really thought about because at the end of the day, that is guaranteed money. And then this not that guaranteed. Um, but the biggest thing for me was, am I ready to make that jump? Uh, as long as I can remember, my dream has been to make it to the NFL. Do I feel like I'm ready to compete against the best in the nation? And every answer was yes. So it was like, okay, it's not really about the money at this point. Um, go chase your dream. Go chase what you've been working for all your life. And it don't matter where they have you at. Go prove to them that you should be here. And that's what I'm doing. Good stuff there from Isaiah Williams today in Indianapolis. What did you make of that, Joey, as you hear him talk about the NIL factor and just the decision on whether or not to – so as he said, bet on himself. Yeah, very much kind of what I thought all off season. Like it was NIL was going to be a factor. He he's earned enough there. He's done enough on the field to earn earn that opportunity. Six years in college is a long time. Like I, I think it sometimes it gets lost in the conversation of eligibility, where some guys are just ready to, as he mentioned, chase his dream, fulfill that dream. Some some athletes are just done. Like it's like this is a long time to be in school. So I was glad to hear it from him and kind of line up with what I had thought to be the case. And my other thought is I'm going to miss covering this guy. He is like, we like players who are honest and take us inside of what they're thinking or what they're seeing or what they're feeling. He is as good as I've come around. Mm. And I thought that answer backed that up in so many ways that the depth and the honesty that he gave, I am really, really going to miss covering that guy. I bet. I bet. And a dang good football player, very productive. And you wonder, not that guys as, number one, as talented as him, and he's even mentioned it, he hasn't played a lot of receivers still, about three years, couldn't further improve his craft, but he's coming off a darn productive year that in terms of his stock, like it might be about as high as it's it's going to be in terms of the NFL. So uh, you could risk injury coming back, even though the NIL money is guaranteed. I've uh, Happy for him. Happy that he has the opportunity. Hope he tests well. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Even if the straight line speed isn't top notch or even above average for a receiver, what do you make of that? Real quick, before we get to the basketball side, but the quickness and 
elusiveness is definitely there. Yeah, that's going to play. He talked a lot about hearing about special teams. I understand the punting issues or punt return issues he had at times, at critical times against Northwestern this season. But that's a path for him. That's a very real path for him to get in. He said the special teams coach told him how electric he is when he fields a punt. So I think even if the straight line speed isn't there, his ability to make you miss, his versatility, both at wide receiver and as a punt returner will play for him. All right, let's get to the hoop side here. Illinois-Wisconsin is prediction time. Number 13, Illinois, 21-7 and seven on the season, going to Wisconsin, 18-10. and 10. Wisconsin trying to hold on to the double bye that they currently have a half-game lead on Nebraska with and just trying to right the ship as things really got turbulent there in February. Illinois, quad one opportunity, first of three in a row, and they've been playing some pretty good basketball offensively, fantastic defense. Can they... Can they hold serve? Can they make some progress? They'll get challenged tomorrow. It, you know, Wisconsin usually at the Kohl Center shoots the ball well. They've got multiple options that can hurt you. Let's start with Kyle. What you thinking tomorrow? I'm leaning your guys' way, I think. I think Illinois is going to win this game. I think it's going to be close. But Wisconsin, to me, is a team that Illinois can just flat-out score right now, especially their current form. I think the biggest matchup I'm going to be watching is that Wisconsin front court against Illinois. If there's one reason Illinois would to, were to lose this game, I think the way they've defended on the interior when you got Tyler Wall and Steven Crowell, kind of a two-headed monster in the front court, I think Illinois is going to have to slow those guys down. But the way Wisconsin's defended recently doesn't give me a whole lot of confidence that Illinois is not going to walk in there and keep their 80-plus point streak up. So. I'm going to go Illinois here, close game. I think it plays out similarly to the Maryland game where it's tight late, but Illinois finds a way to close it out, and they just have a couple of the better players on the floor to make a couple shots. I'll go Illinois 88-83 tomorrow. In the 80s. Joey? Yeah, I don't know why you wouldn't pick in the 80s at this point. Ken Palm had 80-79 Wisconsin. That is, I don't foresee 70 being on the table. <laughs> other than midway through the second half. Um, I think Illinois is going to win because I think they have the two. AJ Store is really, really good. But the way Terrence Shannon's playing right now, Coleman Hawkins is playing. Like after that, that Penn State game was bad and it clouded uh, some things just the way that closed. But he's playing at a really high level since then. I'm going to take Illinois 84 to 81. And I think, I know Marcus Domask would be a fun angle. I'll take a Quincy Garrier get right, figure it out type of game, seeing if he can get that pump fake drive going back again. I think it's a really big part of his game offensively. I like that. You look in February, we talked about metrics as far as Illinois goes. Wisconsin in the 80s in terms of defense, haven't been gotten, getting stops as some of those traditional good Wisconsin teams have. So I think Illinois will definitely score. Then being able to post up Chucky Hepburn, Max Klesmit, smaller guards who – We'll see, you know, Klesmit, a three-point shooter that can go nuclear. I think that's something that coming off a game when Illinois gave up 14 threes, you definitely don't want to see that happen to you again. I do like that, you know, Crowell's not – shouldn't be bruising. I mean, he's that's not his game. Like, I don't know that Coleman can't hold his own decently well against him. And if maybe there's a situation where you play Dane a little bit more against Crowell and you have Coleman guard Tyler Wall, I don't, I don't hate that idea either. So it'll be a tough game. Wisconsin will be amped. That'll be a good crowd, but I have the Illini. How about 83-78? Illinois' defense actually holds somebody in the 70s again. This is good. It's a slower-paced Wisconsin team, but um, 
maybe Illinois actually shows a little bit of life defensively. Um, but I have them winning. I have them outscoring the Badgers. That's fine. That's fair. All right. There I, you I, have it. I was confused for a second. <laughs> Tapman's Towing phone line. We appreciate Nick Allegretti for joining us today. That was awesome. Thanks again to Joey Wagner for setting that up. And thanks to Joey for hanging out with us today, guest co-hosting. Good job, my friend. Appreciate it, man. It was fun. Look forward to making the trip tomorrow up to Madison. Kyle, enjoy your weekend. Thank you. Enjoy Madison. Have a good trip. I will. Thanks to everybody listening in. Everybody have a great night, great weekend. Enjoy watching the game tomorrow. We'll talk to you on Monday. Until then, we're out. This is The Drive.